Bam Black Success. You're listening to Trailblazers.fm, an interview-styled podcast that delves deep into bold conversations with successful Black entrepreneurs and leaders. Join us to learn actionable strategies, valuable tactics, and innovative tools that you can put to use immediately on your journey to blazing your trail. And now, here's your host, my husband, Stephen A. Hart. Blazing Nation, we got another great episode in store for you today by my dear friend Patrice Washington dropping another What's the 411. If you're just now learning about this new segment that we're introducing to the podcast, it's simply four mission fuel gems on one topic by one amazing black trailblazer. That's what we are terming what's the 411. And today you're getting it direct from the amazing Patrice Washington of patricewashington.com, the Redefining Wealth podcast, and so much more. I'm not going to stall anymore. We're going to get right into this. Patrice, take it away. Hey there, good morning to you. I am Patrice Washington, host of the Redefining Wealth podcast and the leader of a pretty amazing community that I call Purpose Chasers. And I am so honored to be with you this morning on What's the 411. Listen, today we're going to talk about the four truths about why we struggle with actually chasing purpose. So first of all, Let me tell you, I've been known in this space as a personal finance expert for over a decade. And the mantra that I live by at Redefining Wealth is chase purpose, not money. Now, as you can imagine, right, after 10 million downloads of this podcast, I get emails and DMs and people stopping me in the airport saying, what do you really mean? When you say chase purpose, not money, how am I supposed to chase purpose when I don't even know what my purpose actually is? And I always say you ask very good questions. So I'm super excited to break down four reasons that I believe the average person, no matter how spiritual you may be, no matter how educated you may be, why you struggle with this idea of chasing purpose. So here's the first one. You think you have to find your purpose as opposed to embracing it. I'm going to say that again. You may believe that you need to find your purpose as opposed to just embracing it. What do I mean by that? Listen, purpose is not hiding from you. Purpose is not under the mattress. It's not hiding behind a corner somewhere playing a hide and go seek with you. Purpose is always right in front of us. It's always been right in front of you. We were each born, I strongly believe, with a gift, a talent, a skill, something that your creator gave you freely to produce wealth in the marketplace. The problem is oftentimes the very gifts that we were always supposed to use from the beginning of our time on this earth are the things that may have been dismissed by others. In my case, I was always a talker. I was always the talker. I was always the person who got talked too much on the report card right next to the straight A's. I still would get talks too much. 
right? And I remember having teachers try to diminish that, dismiss that, quiet me, tell me I was too much. You talk too much. You're a problem. The truth is, God always wanted to use my voice to do great things. But because I wasn't always surrounded by people who could see it or people who could receive it, people who had the capacity to understand it, I started to diminish it and I started to dismiss it. And when I was 13 years old and I was in a debutante, I remember them saying, "Okay, everyone needs to have a talent. And because I didn't play the violin particularly well, right, because I didn't know how to twirl a baton or do other things, I settled on giving a speech. And when I gave that speech at 13 years old, I will never forget that there was a standing ovation at the end of the speech. And I thought to myself, they're just trying to be nice. (laughs) They feel bad for the girl who doesn't have a real talent. I completely dismissed it. And it will be years and years later before I understood that using my voice, right, was a part of my purpose. The thing is, we just have to connect it to what, right? So when you know what your gift is, that thing that you do better than anyone else with the least amount of effort doesn't have to look like anyone else's. But for you, it is a constant theme. When you look back over your life from childhood until present, it has been a constant theme. It's really just about connecting it to how you can be of service to others. A lot of people confuse passion and purpose. They go, I want to do the thing that I'm more passionate about and I'm excited about, right? But passion is for you. It excites you. It energizes you. It pumps you up and that's wonderful. But purpose is when you can take your gifts and use them to be a blessing to others. So when I realized that as long as I wasn't just out running my mouth just to run my mouth, but when I was opening my mouth, I was speaking life into people. That's when I began to embrace purpose. Oh, this gift, this thing that I've had all along cannot just be a blessing to me, but it can be a blessing to others. It was never hiding from me. I just had to accept it for what it was. I had to embrace it for what it was. And I had to learn how to cultivate that instead of wishing and hoping that I had what other people had. Now, this is the other thing about chasing purpose. This is number two. Number two is we have an expectation that once we even have an inkling of what our purpose should be, that the path should be perfect. We think that once we have a, a, just a small understanding of what the purpose is on our lives, that it is going to be perfect. The truth is you are not called to perfection. Once you start to understand and embrace what your purpose is, if you try to go about it being perfect, you're going to struggle because none of us are perfect. My prayer every day is that I be used even in the midst of my imperfection, right? Even with all my flaws, how can I still be used to be a blessing to others? And so what I have learned over the course of many years now is that this path, this journey is not about perfection. It's about obedience. Because once you start to lean into purpose and you start to walk down that path, right? I call it looking for God winks. 
You're looking for little head nods, little winks to say, okay, you're on the right, you're on the right path, right? You're going, you're going down the right path. So people are starting to call you, right? They're starting to acknowledge you. People are starting to recognize that this is the thing that you feel led to do in the world. But sometimes with more eyes on us, we actually start to dim our light because we think, well, I'm not showing up perfectly. We start to put labels on what our purpose should look like. Right. What it should feel like, what other people should be saying about it. And you have to. You have to embrace the fact that you don't want to become a prisoner to purpose. I remember early on when I started to brand myself as just a financial expert. And I got advice from people that said, hey, you know what, if you're feeling led to become a financial expert and you want to be seen as credible and an authority, what you're really going to have to do is you're going to have to tone down that jewelry a bit. You should probably wear pearls because that looks very professional. And then I had people telling me, you really need to wear, you know, power suits in the banker colors, right? So black power suits and navy blue and hunter green and, you know, all these things that were supposed to look professional, right? Shoulder pads. Next thing I know, someone is going, oh my gosh, you can't wear that skirt or that suit without pantyhose. And I'm from California. So if you know anything about California, we really don't do pantyhose like that. (laughs) So here I am. I'm surrendered. I just want to do this good work. I just want to talk to people about personal finance. I just want to restore hope to people who have maybe had a financial failure like I did. Right. I just wanted to do what I felt called to do. And now there were all these labels and regulations and restrictions being put on it. To the point where one day I got on stage and I didn't even recognize myself. I didn't even recognize myself. I felt like I had a costume on. Because I had become, allowed myself to become a prisoner to purpose. I started to make the journey more about showing up perfect as opposed to just being obedient. Because my creator knew exactly who I was when he made me. He knew that I loved big earrings and a statement necklace. He knew I loved stilettos and I loved a good, a good tight dress, if that's what I felt like doing, or I love skinny jeans and a blazer. And the people that I would be called to serve would know that I was their person just as I was. And I remember being in a season where I thought, if this is what it means to pursue purpose, I don't want it. If I have to dress up and be somebody I'm not, I don't want it. I remember the day I woke up and went on Facebook and literally created a post that said, hey, if anyone needs some power suits, some pumps, some pearls, some pantyhose, meet me at this Starbucks off of Austell Road and you can have it for free. And literally people met me there and I gave everything away. And what I couldn't give away, I donated. I refused to be a prisoner to purpose. Because the one that called me, called me just as I am. And it was not about perfection. It was about obedience. And that was about 2012. And ever since that time over the last decade, my career has just continued to soar, continue to go to new heights. I've done everything from national media for many, many years to now coaching hundreds of people, speaking on stages all over the world to up to 10,000 people. I literally have done so much in this space. But the truth is, I would have never been able to grow my platform to where it is today if I was 
trying to be perfect and trying to be like everyone else. Now, number three, here's another thing about chasing purpose and why we struggle. You have to understand that chasing purpose is about making decisions rooted in faith, not fear. Chasing purpose is about making decisions rooted in faith, not fear. That means that sometimes in order to stay in alignment with what you truly feel called to do, you're going to have to make some decisions that will jeopardize the paycheck. Yeah, you didn't want to hear that. I know. I know we want to hear that once we say we're pursuing purpose, all our ducks fall in a row and the money just starts to flow in. I believe that you're going to have to say more no's than yeses if you're going to truly chase purpose. And this is what people are afraid of. Most people, and it's not your fault, you're groomed to do this. When we're in high school and college and we're taught to think about what we want to be when we grow up, how often did you hear people say about the original thing you wanted to do? Nobody makes money doing that. You need to go into engineering. You need to go into finance. Those are good, strong jobs. You need to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I'm Caribbean. I don't know about you. (laughs) But I know my Caribbean family thought there were like three things you could be in the world, an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer. Anything else after that was just, what are you even doing with your life, right? So we are taught very early that we choose uh, our vocation based on a paycheck. Not what our gifts are, not what feels good in our spirit, not what energizes us, not serving the communities and the people that we truly feel called to support. None of that. That's how we were raised. But the best thing about adulthood or childhood (laughs) is that it's over, right? We actually are now adults and we have the power to choose. And there have been many instances in my career, I'll say even just in my career as the money maven, as many people know me, that I had to say no, that I've had to say no, because something sounded like a great paycheck, but it didn't feel right in my spirit. I'll give you one of those instances before I became the money maven of the Steve Harvey show. I was the money maven of the Steve Harvey morning show, the nationally syndicated radio show for four years. After the first year of doing radio, I really, really wanted to move into doing television, but they had never invited me. And finally, a producer reached out. This was around 2015 and said, hey, we want to have you on the show. There is a segment coming up that you will be perfect for. It's a sponsored segment. They're going to pay you $15,000 for about a 10 minute segment. Now that would have been the most at the time I had ever been paid to do anything as a brand person, right? Or as a media personality. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, not only is this my first national television opportunity, but I'm also walking into it as a paid expert. Wonderful. So they send me the script. I review the script and all, and it was perfect until it got to the end. And when it got to the end, it said, you will say these things. And I read it and I read it again. And on the third read, I hit reply and I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to say that. Is it possible that Steve can say that? And they replied, no, the brand needs you to say that. So I replied, I cannot say that because I don't believe that. I cannot say that because I don't believe that. The producers called me immediately. 
um, this is $15,000. <laughs> it's 10 minutes of on air time. Like you can say that. And I said, the, the audience that I have, they trust me. If I wouldn't give this advice to my sister, if I wouldn't tell this to a best girlfriend, if I wouldn't say this to my daughter, I can't say this publicly. I'm sorry, I can't do it. And they thought I was the biggest idiot, I'm sure. <laughs> I thought they, I know they thought I was the biggest idiot, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. It was out of alignment. It was completely out of alignment. And I was already sold out to chasing purpose. I am here to help the masses redefine wealth for themselves, to understand that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions, to understand that the true definition of wealth is the condition of well-being. I would not be well giving advice to people that I did not follow and I did not believe. Therefore, not in purpose and completely out of alignment and definitely a no. And uh, several months later, time went on. Someone else, you know, did the gig and they they knocked it out the park. Good for them. You know, it was in alignment for them. And that's wonderful. But several months later, they reached back out. They came back around and they said, hey, we have <laughs> this segment and we think you would be perfect for it. And I said, OK, send me the script. And it was so good and it was so on point. And I was able to add my real voice and add my talking points to it. And I flew to Chicago. I taped the show and that began a two and a half to three year stint of me being also the financial expert of the Steve Harvey talk show at that time. So why do I share this? I share this because there have been so many instances in my career, so many instances over the last decade or so where it would have been easier to go for the paycheck. No one would have faulted me. People would have said, well, the girl has to do what she has to do. Like she needed to get her money, right? She is building her brand. She is doing the thing. But making a choice to do that would for me be chasing money. And I made a decision many years ago that I was not going to live my life as someone who chased money as someone who only did things to lead to a paycheck. When I choose to do things, they have to be in alignment with my purpose, with my spirit, with what I feel called to do. They have to feel good. If it's a have to, mm, then it's probably not in alignment with your purpose. If you have to talk yourself into it, probably not in alignment. And it's probably the disconnect that you feel because you know what you should be doing. You know what you're called to do. You know what you feel led to do, what you feel purpose to do, but you keep making decisions that are contrary to that. And my question for you today is, what is it costing you? What is it costing you? What type of peace is it costing you? What type of joy is it costing you? What is the mental clutter that you are dealing with? What is the physical clutter that it is creating in your life? Because you're too afraid to say, no, that does not work for me. You're, you're not trusting that there is something better on the other side, that there is something bigger and just more in alignment for you if you would just be willing to say no today. And the fourth thing, the fourth truth, the reason that we struggle with chasing purpose fully is because we're too busy looking to the left and to the right. 
When the truth is we should be looking within and above. Now, what does that mean? As I said at the very beginning, many of us think we're looking for our purpose, but the truth is we just refuse to embrace right what's under our nose, right? What's right under our nose. And what I see oftentimes in my communities, in the coaching programs that I lead, the struggle that women have, and I coach mostly women, but I think people in general, the struggle that we typically have is that we kind of know what we feel led to do, but we keep looking over at what Susie is doing. What she got going on? Hmm. I see how she did that. What is Keisha doing over there? Hmm. Okay. So I see her doing reels every day. Okay. Let me do reels. I see this person doing a LinkedIn show. I need a LinkedIn show. I see this person writing books. I'm going to go write books. The truth is much of our purpose is already in alignment with our personality. I'm not saying that we don't get to stretch and grow and learn new things, but really I believe your purpose will call you to cultivate things that are already in you, right? So back in the day, there was no social media. There was no going live. There was no YouTube, right? When I was young, there was none of that. But I was always called to speak. I was always, you know, speaking was always my gift, And then platforms emerged that allowed me to offer up my gift. I don't force myself to go do things that are not in alignment with my natural gifting, right? I look for ways to shine a light on what I'm already gifted to do. And if you do that, it does not matter what Susie is doing. Doesn't really matter what Keisha is doing. When you look within, you can really search your heart. Search search your skill set, search your talents and go, what am I already naturally gifted to do? And what are the platforms out there that allow me to amplify that and maximize that and take that to the next level? I always tell my clients, I don't believe in the I have to be everywhere doing everything because the truth is you're going to do all of those things pretty mediocre. But if you want to be great. It's your duty and responsibility to cultivate what was already given to you and just amplify it. And how do you continue to find that? Looking within and looking above. My prayer every day is God use me. That's my personal prayer. But also, right, like I'm just here to help the one. I believe that an audience of one is still an audience. I don't need to look all over the place to impact one person. I don't need to compare my gifts, my talents, how I show up with anyone else, because this is what was given to me freely. And it is enough. It is more than enough to accomplish what I'm called to do in the marketplace. What you have is more than enough to accomplish what you are called to do in the marketplace. You don't have to be the next Oprah Winfrey. You don't have to be the next Steve Jobs. You don't have to be the next Stephen Hart. And you definitely don't need to be the next Patrice Washington. There is no point in looking around. Do I believe that success leaves clues? Absolutely. But I think sometimes we get a little too deep into imitation when we really should be leaning into intuition because the intuition is God given. So no looking to the left, no looking to the right being focused on paying attention to what feels right in here, in your heart, in your spirit, what's in alignment with your personality, 
right? And looking above and always going, what's next? How can I be used in this season? How can I be of service? How can I take this thing that I'm naturally good at and put it out in a way so that I can be a blessing to others? And that's not just as an entrepreneur, right? Purpose is whether you're in your own business or in someone else's. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be a trailblazer, right? You can do amazing things just where you are, right where you are using what you have. So those are my four truths about chasing purpose, why I believe many people struggle to chase purpose. And I really want to invite you to continue the conversation with me, continue the dialogue. I love, uh, you know, LinkedIn. I loved Instagram. You can find me on either of these platforms. But also, I really invite you to come check out the Redefining Wealth podcast, where we continue to talk about the six pillars of wealth. Those are the things in life that I believe We don't focus on enough. We don't touch on enough, but they are impacting our finances, even when we're not thinking about it. And so if you desire to build wealth more holistically, if you desire to just clean up all the clutter and what you know, that mental chatter that you think may be blocking you from truly having the financial success, but just the life success that you desire, I invite you to come check out the Redefining Wealth podcast. It's on all the podcast platforms and just immerse yourself in in these amazing insights and life-changing interviews. I really welcome you there. Come on over to patricewashington.com and you can get more information. But as always, I want to encourage you to chase purpose, not money. Hi, I'm Layla. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to hop over to iamblacksuccess.com to access the show notes and transcript. You can also sign up for our newsletter there to ensure you don't miss any of our future content. We also have a favorite ask. It would help us a lot if you could take a moment and leave us a review for the podcast. Even just one sentence would really help and support the work we're doing and help get the show in front of more Black entrepreneurs and leaders. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now go get that positive mindset with an intent to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. I am black success.